there. Welcome to How Did I Get There. I'm your host, Sean Penn. Today, we're talking to Anna Maria Chinchuli. Anna is an actress. She was recently in Hamlet Horatio, in which she played Queen Gertrude uh, of Denmark. And she, uh, you know, she was incredible in that. She's also a writer and director, and she directed and wrote a piece called Stay, which is a great short film, which I highly recommend. And she's also an adjunct professor of film at Columbia. It was great to talk with her, and we, we talked a lot about the Meisner method, of which she has you know both studied and taught for a number of years. We talked about acting therapy and the power of uh, acting from a meditative lens. And we also talked about her latest project, which is about a timely topic, uh, that of world peace. So really enjoy talking with her and uh, hope you enjoy this as well. You can find Hamlet Horatio on iTunes, Amazon Prime, or wherever you get your movies. Nice to meet you, by the way. Yeah, nice. To, no, we're, that's. Uh, we're both wearing white. That's a good sign here. Yeah, that's right. I usually <laughs> wear white. Uh, I think I have a darker skin tone, so I try to contrast that with my yeah. uh, my wardrobe. Yeah. Um, yes, we have everything around us. Yeah, so when we're both in the same city, but we're not in the same place, right? Yes, exactly. But I do come uptown to teach, you know, once a week. So in, mm. I'm sure we can find a way to. Uh, yeah. To say hi one day. Yeah, I, I, I'm generally I'm generally up in Colombia on, on Mondays afternoon. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it kind of takes me back a little bit to uh, like the 2020, 2021 days when it was uh, <laughs> it was almost well, it was almost it was kind of um, you know I think we lost a lot in terms of that interaction because we used to have that. I mean, I personally did maybe a little bit less so than others being an only child but i know that for a lot of people it was the first time that they had to kind of be uh introspective about their own emotions and their own feelings and if, if they kind of blocked that out by you know phys- by needing that physical interaction to do that they were kind of in trouble right absolutely i in fact actually i, I think I, I i did very well because for throughout 2020 and 2021 i really thought a lot online mm. and so and i was in you know my first the first class that i thought at columbia was an online class so Did it was you... kind of an interesting to start online yeah <laughs> you know, I mean, my first my first ever class was online yes well i mean what was that experience i guess we can start there i mean was it uh was it kind of a challenge not <laughs> not being in, in person you, you know i i I, I know that for some of my peers and my colleagues, mm-hmm. they they felt the the lack of that energy that kind of yeah. comes into the room when you're present. Um, but because connecting has such a big part of my life, you know, in general, I, I help actors to connect, and so yeah. it's a subject that is very very important in my life. I I, mm-hmm. I really tried to see them, even though they were in this little windows. Mm. And so I, I, I was happy. It felt safe to be at home, you know, in those days. Yeah. And so in the, in the kind of in the intimacy of, of my house where, you know, everything was happening on the outside, there was this very eerie feeling. Um, being in that place with my students was also a way to connect with the world, actually. 
to, oh, to wow. connect with the outside because uh, because I was basically pretty alone through the pandemic here in this apartment, mm-hmm. except that I was babysitting a little dog okay. whose daddy got stuck in Hawaii. Mm. And so me and this little um, dog really quarantined together for more than a month and a half. We didn't leave the house. And so, and that kind of started a trend for me to uh, pick up some classes online. And I really literally thought online up until this August, even in other studios and so forth. So I, I don't, I don't mind the experience. I'm a little bit I mean, I'm I'm happy to be back in person, and so therefore, mm-hmm. that's definitely um, been positive for me to be back in person. Yeah. But it was nice to see, and it was nice to understand that I was able to see my students and connect with each one of them, even though they were in these little uh, windows on the computer. So it was a positive experience for me online. I have to be honest. Yes. Well, I was because I was um I was also thinking about uh, the on acting book by uh, you know Sanford Meisner, yes, which I read, yes. and I was ah. th- because he in the book, uh, well, not him specifically, but it's mentioned that Meisner. I mean, he he came up with Strasbourg, right, and the group theater. I mean, they were the both part theater, of that. Yes. But then, but he said together. he said that one of the one of the issues or one of the um the things that he didn't agree with with Lee about was about the uh the introvertedness and about how Lee's yes. process is kind of what works from the inside whereas it seems like Meisner was more of a maybe he had him beaten potatoes a more practical perspective do you think that um like pandemic and then also being too inside yourself sometimes do you think that's is problematic for actors is that something that is a struggle to kind of overcome sometimes you know, I think every every actor comes in with a set of with a with 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 a number of things, with a number of traits that then a good teacher has to learn about and then help the actor eventually cross any critical area that does not allow the actor to fully express, you know, himself or herself, themselves mm-hmm. emotionally. Yeah. So um it's interesting that you say you mentioned it because there was a there's a beautiful sentence in that chapter where it says Strasbourg introverted the introverted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and this is like a debate that has been going on for years and years because, uh, as, as you know, if you read the book, uh, we're talking about the first work of Stanislavski. And Stanislavski himself was constantly elaborating and finding new ways to get there. And then at one point, the group theater split because they, you know, Lee Strasberg did not want to change certain mm techniques and practices that he was doing at the time yeah. and um and those practices were, were a lot based on um some exercises that then later on were also defined as being not always safe for the identity of the actor because we're talking about um affective memory exercise and bringing the actor back to his own personal experience so um Going back to your question, if the pandemic has influenced actors to go more in, or I think I think that it has the pandemic has affected all of us in, in you know in different ways. I think we're still I think we're still somewhat under some post-traumatic stress, you know, from it. I mean, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I certainly 
you know, I certainly have, you know, I certainly question that as, you know, why do I get so tired so, so fast? I used to have, you know, mm. so there's an exhaustion that, has, that comes from this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that the pandemic really made us go all the way in. And mm-hmm. uh, personally, I mean, I can only talk for myself, but we were forced to, to be still. You know what that does to certain people. <laughs> yeah. And so forced to be seen, not through running through life, mm. which is what we often are doing right like just running through the next thing and i'm busy i'm over here and all of a sudden now we're here and i have to see you and i have to connect with you yeah and and, uh, i don't know if you remember years ago they they did an experiment in where they put couples like really looking at one another for more than four minutes Hmm. and after those four minutes they began to see things that they never saw before oh really of one another, yeah. And 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 so and this links interestingly to the Meisner technique because the very first exercise, and that's why I believe this is such a pure way of developing certain skills and abilities, is to really see the other person. Yeah. And when you really see the other person, and I think that in the pandemic, families were so, all of a sudden they have to really see one another. And I think we had a lot of cabin fever. Is that how yeah. they call it? You yeah, know, exactly. People too close for too long, crazy. right? Did you and, did you grow, did you grow yeah. up in a did you grow up in a big family? Not really, not really. Just a brother. And this was you were growing. You grew up in Italy, right? Yes, I did. I grew up in Florence. Uh-huh. I was um, I was very young when my father was in the army, and and so we moved several times. We finally ended up in Florence and then in Florence he never moved again and um and so yeah that was that's where my family is currently still in Florence so I'm a first generation immigrant we could say (laughs) yeah was it uh was was it beautiful yes Florence is a beautiful city um definitely um I I was very fortunate to grow up in such a beautiful city until I left because I left I was pretty young I wonder how I mean, I know that Italy was, I don't know if epicenter is the right word, but it was definitely, it got really bad there, right? The pandemic at one point? Yes. Yes, it did. Definitely. But that yeah. um, that character that you play in uh, Stealing Chanel, uh, <laughs> it seems crazy. like she comes from that. Yeah. yeah I mean, she's, she's uh, absolutely crazy woman. She's a man. Yeah. You know, I, I wrote 19 pages of history of her to be able to play that character. Is that I what mean, you normally? Everybody is going to work works in a different way. I need yeah. I needed to know exactly where I was wow. coming from and what had happened, so that I ended up being so crazy and stealing from my own son and yeah. and also encouraging him to become a better thief. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to steal, just steal for yeah. real. You know, go out yeah, and steal exactly. for real. You know, so yeah. that was. Uh, Definitely. So say, remind me again, your question in terms of the pandemic and Philomena, what was the... Like those characters that are actually like Ah. that in real life, like what happens to them? I mean, do they become super subdued or are they just getting stir crazy all the time? What do they do? Uh, I don't, you know, it's interesting. Um, Sometimes when I go back home, I, you know, and I hadn't been back home for, since before the pandemic, I just went Mm -hmm. back now this August, so... And and people, 
how, you know, I think a lot of people have changed because we are all changed by this, by maybe appreciating more uh, connection because, you Mm -hmm. know, the pandemic separated. And I remember some... mm, some mayors of some town where they were very upset with people because they were getting together in the houses and doing hair oh, to each other, yeah, you know, painting yeah. and cutting hair. Don't do that because that's you're gonna spread the virus. And so yeah. from from okay, I can be this with you. It really depends on where you go. And mm-hmm. and for that I have to be really careful because I, I do think we are one big human family. Yeah. But I think that what we grow up with, it's going to, of course, uh, determine how we go about relating to one another. Yeah. And so you will definitely find find differences depending on if you are in a little small town or if you are in a big city and, um, and certain type of education, certain type of what's important to people, sometimes somewhere seems to be unchanged. Mm. And yeah. some other time, and you know, and um, and then there are, so every, you know, I believe that what I'm interested in, in, in kind of observing as an observer, and of course, as an actor, I have to always be very observant of life because I don't, you know, I just have to understand, you know, what makes a person move in a certain way or talk in a certain way or behave in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, what makes Philomena behave in a certain way. So I'm always interested in in digging through the layers and staying away from judgment and um, and, and say, you know, oh, that person has a need to do that. And I wonder where it's coming from. I'm interested in that. Yeah. Um, because then I kind of, kind of, I kind of can put together what are the foundation of. And you're, 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 you're studying psychiatry. You know, yeah. you know very. You know, you, you. That's that's your area of, <laughs> of expertise <laughs> and how the mind and the yeah. portal of information and education can uh, and trauma can mm-hmm. um, determine the, the character, how a character is. And what is that and what is the true person? And that's what and, we do in acting classes. You know, we, we try to scrape through that and, and get to what is more authentic. And, and I guess having a backstory, does that help with that? It kind of helps put all those components that you just described together. Yes, and, absolutely. For and me, you, you, yeah. You use it to actually, I mean, does that inform your performance ultimately? Or does it help you kind of studying who the character For is? For me, it, uh, it, it it really pulls me into that world. You know, when I act, I want to forget myself. I want to get mm-hmm. lost in the moment. Um, yeah. For me, acting is a, a, a creation. And so I work, I work, I work, I, um, I, I, I try to do anything I need to make that world my world. And yeah. for that, of course, time is needed mm-hmm. so that I don't really have to make a big stretch once I'm there. I am, I'm going to, everything I've done, it's there. And now I'm going to just hold strongly to my choices yeah. and see where it takes me. When did the, 
when did the interest in acting and film and all of that stuff, when did that start when you were growing up? Yeah, actually, you know, when I came to the States, I, um, I came to do a research to try to understand what could I find that I was so passionate about that nobody would, could ever take away from me. So at a very young age, I realized that love could disappoint you. Yeah. And so I came to the States to really say, what can I find that I'm so passionate about, that I love so much that nobody would ever be able to take away from me? Mm-hmm. And then one day I was invited to the actor studio and I, and I saw this woman acting and I said, wow. I said, this is combines everything, combines the body, the emotions, the creativity and I said you know this is amazing I should I should really look into that and and um and then I found myself in the Meisner acting class by yeah Meisner that that discipline that approach to acting that resonated with you right away or did it take some time to getting used to thinking about it like that you know it's interesting at the beginning I had no idea what the hell I was doing with the repetition because I was Italian I, I was I was in the state six I couldn't even speak English so it was perfect wow. for me because I, I you know I mean I could say I studied some English uh and and it was not even like a year later that I was here six eight months later that I was here I'm in this class and I'm and I'm getting it I'm, I'm getting it I, mm-hmm. I understand that I have to listen and repeat but my, yeah. my English, by all means, is not perfect. And so, therefore, I'm like, okay, I just have to repeat the way they, they do it. And, right. and and then it was probably one of the most beautiful experiences of my life because I really fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. And I um, I even created a book of drawings for my teacher to give to him at the end of the course to honor all the work that we've done. And... Um, and I still love this technique very much, even though I've been teaching it for many, many years. I think it's very pure in form. And I even have started in therapeutic, you know, environment where people yeah. are coming into acting to um, to for, for, for other reasons than becoming oh, actor, wow. like acting therapy and stuff like that. Interesting. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, in fact, that's really something that I would like to do more in the future. Like use acting yeah. as a healing for certain, certain particular category of people. Yeah. Acting. I mean, I definitely see that. I mean, that can, it can definitely be healing. Um, yeah. We need oh, to talk absolutely. about that. That's really interesting. But um, yeah. And I think film and, and the arts in general, they definitely have healing and meditative qualities. So then, so you're, you come, you come to New York, you come here yes. directly from Italy yes. and you want to find the thing that, you know, you have that you, that no one else can take from you. Right. Yes. And you find exactly. it in acting yes. and then um, you ultimately go to Meisner. So then what's, what's kind of the first step after that, after you're, you know, you're training and you're getting a grip in that world. Yes. I got trained for many years. Uh, I look for the best teachers and if if I did not have the feedback from my teacher that he gave me in terms of, you know, my work and what I was doing as an actor, I probably wouldn't have pursued, but he was so mm. supportive of me. And he said, you have to do this. But there was something really in the way, which was my accent, you know, and it still is, mm. but that's okay. You know, <laughs> I made peace with that. And and then I got cast in the first my, my first play I did 
many, many years ago. And, and so that was my beginning and that was the future was, okay, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to, um, find opportunities, try to get involved into projects and do what I can to work because Mm -hmm. work gives me joy. And, um, and then unfortunately it was an event in my life that kind of slowed down everything a little bit, Mm -hmm. did slow down a little bit, everything, which was, I lost my father. And yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a little bit too soon for him. I was still in my twenties and wow. And, and so that kind of brought me back to Italy, but Mm. I did not, you know, I try, I still, I started choreographing. I went back into my directing choreography. I also got cast, but I could not, I really could not forget how I felt here in the United States. Yeah. And so, and that was the time that I, um, began to develop the idea of, um, of translating the book. And, um, and then four years later, I can, I start all over again. And wow. that was hard. That was really hard because of, at that point, you know, um, I, I, I grew up and, mm-hmm. um, I guess I had good courage. Uh, I don't know today, looking back, oh my God, <laughs> go to yeah. the US, you know, I didn't have no papers, no, <laughs> you know, nothing. I thought, I'm just going yeah. back and that's it. And, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm, you know, now 28 or 27, <laughs> but, you know, I'll just do it. And, and I yeah. didn't know what I was getting myself into it. But I can only say that those two years I moved seven times and, you know, around those years, I got the permission from Sandy. I met Sam from Eisner. I got the permission mm-hmm. to do the book. And that started this long, long process, which finally, you know, um, became a reality in 2007. Uh, but it was just like, um, it was it was very, you know, it was just, it was very challenging. At the same time, I was invited to... Um, to to teach i started teaching very very early i was still in my 20s and so um and then it became just my you know drive you know i always say mm-hmm. to students i say i say to them you know there's one thing that is really hard to teach you is drive yeah yeah because definitely without that you know yeah you don't I, have i don't know if now. i could have made it if i didn't have this drive and i'm still working on it you know i by all means you know i no, but I'm still, still yeah. i'm still you know uh, you know juggling and trying you know to get yeah. more work and so forth but um it's definitely different than all those years ago definitely when did you get involved with uh like the bda thing and then bam and all of that stuff a couple of italians actually <laughs> were uh, were doing a project Mm-hmm. And and it started with um, another artistic director, and and so I got involved into the production of some 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 theater plays, and yeah, and then what happened is that that particular artistic director uh, left, and so I was asked to take over, uh, and that was. In a very, in very interesting and important period of my life because when mm-hmm. you are, you know, in where I had to translate myself in a way and come up with 
my own vision and how I wanted to do, because this was a non-for-profit organization. And yeah. we ended up even building a physical space on uh, 46th Street. Mm. And, and, and as you know, in a non-for-profit, you have to ask for support. You have to ask yeah. for funds. You have to... And in order to do that, I had to put together a presentation with purposes and mission and what do I want yeah. to do and what do we want to do and, and this and that. And that was interesting because I think it gave me an opportunity to uh, come up with what I wanted to do and what was art for me. And I think I connection, you know, was still very important for me. And I said, you know, great art can um, allow a universal language, manifest the universal language yeah. and where we can all connect intimately. And um, and for me, was about not being into the, you know, Italian, 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 but open up and really work with different type of organization and, 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 and bring different type of sensibilities. And BAM was a project that we co-produced because we um, we decided to support an artist and she did a um, an installation at the kitchen mm-hmm. and um, and um, and Anita Sif and um, and I said we're very we're very little but if we can co-produce with the big event with somebody yeah. we'll learn something you know and that was you know a way of uh, of building credibility, you know, building credibility and, 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 and then being able to ask for support. But I mean, uh, there were a lot of people involved with that, right? Like I think Dominica, uh, Scorsese's daughter and yes, I guess Kevin Bacon. Yes, and that was, that was, looks Cavallari. was a very interesting period because yeah. I tell you, um, it, um, once the space was done and so we had a physical theater, two-story building. Yeah. I remember starting renting out still to um, to be able to um, generate funds to support the space and salaries. And one day this lady comes to me and says, you know, you have a very beautiful space here. And I said, thank you. And I would love to maybe ask you about how to rent it and so forth. And I said, what's your name? It's just Domenica Scamero Scorsese. And at the time I'm almost like, Said, what are you related? Yes, yeah, that's my father. Okay, yeah. great. That was really <laughs> a moment for me. I said, oh, okay. Uh, I, yeah. you know, you know, like an extension of how we honor Martin. And then mm-hmm. she became one of my contributing director. And um, I also had the honor to coach her because I was already a teacher by then. And um, and so we began to do things, you know, we, we, we produced a number of readings, we produced what you are mentioning, the magical night yeah. in where um, Kevin Bacon and his brother came to play together with Felix Cavalieri of the Rascals, mm-hmm. you know, right. and, uh, and I was wearing almost every hat, I was doing everything, mm-hmm. I was doing it because, you know, I, we didn't have like a lot of budget to be able to pay, a lot of assistance. And I cared so much for this theater that I was working day and night. And I worked so hard that I ran myself down at one point. I had to stop hmm. to the point that one morning, I, after that one year that we produced at the Joy Soho and, um, and 
also another piece uh, that year about the angel, which I think I sent you. And I, you know, and I woke up one morning and I couldn't raise an arm and I said, oh my God, what happens here? So I overexhausted myself. And and that's, you know, that's, that's part of the passion and uh, you believe in something and, uh, oh, somebody's not going to have to do it. I'll do it. You know, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. No, I know. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was a it was a beautiful it was a beautiful experience, and I was sorry, unfortunately, that then the space there were there were issues with family issue with the owner of the space, and mm. and I you know I had to take some time to recover, and um, yeah, and then uh, slowly we decided to go into a different direction, yeah. But we did well, very I, well I'll... for that time. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you don't have to apologize. I mean, I, another thing, uh, kind of speaking of exhaustion, is that I saw that clip from uh, Fashion Independence. Oh, my. And that looks, I mean, you're literally running around, right? How did that, because that wasn't that at Vanderbilt Hall? I mean, how did that, that come was, about? That was, yeah, that was probably one of the, you know, at that point, I considered that project like uh, probably one highlight of my, my yeah. whole you know, journey, artistic journey. Uh-huh. And and it came about in a way that how sometimes life, you know, works in some way <laughs> that you kind of like, how did that happen? But I yeah. was involved with the BDA Art Center, ACA, you know, it was Abla Bottega de Vache, BDA Art Center, and a couple of gentlemen came from Rome, Italy, came and they said, we were looking for someone to direct a show at the Vanderbilt Hall of Grand Central Station. And they asked me, if you were to do a show, and I had experience in that mm-hmm. because I had directed fashion since I was like 17, 18. But oh, really? very, in a very theatrical way, like combining element of theater. And, hmm. and I sat in that room for hours and I said, well, if I were to direct a fashion show nowadays, I would go against, you know, <laughs> all the rules and I would call it fashion yeah. independence, meaning yeah. fashion is about how we get up in the morning and what we want to do and how we, you know, and how we feel, how we dress. Mm-hmm. You know, we get up in the morning and so say, today I want to dress this because this one makes me feel good. And, and and the designer were very, they were very, um, you know, they weren't like, um, how can we call them? Like they weren't mainstream, right? Yeah. So I said, let's, um, let's just, um, I, I combined an, um, a number of, uh, I combined ingredients, you know, I shot two films about people running. And, and, you know, in that moment, you know, for me, the city was everybody running, running, running. Yeah. You know, we had cellular phones, you know, uh, uh, for not a long time. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I said, if I can, I, 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 I hired a, 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 a dance corp. I, I, I did, I shot images of nature and the city and I was literally doing, and then I decided to use the room like an L and hmm. the, the people at Grand Central, they told me that nobody has ever used it. So it was pre- practically 
I engulfed into an into an L the audience so that they were inside wow. this 15 Tula projection. And <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, oh my God, what's happening here? And yeah. and I had and, and I remember literally that I had all these ingredients. And I was calling what I wanted in the projection in the moment during the show. So I was going wow. like, go with the close up. And I had cameras, live cameras, dancers, models instructed not to model, but to just walk towards mm-hmm. some kind of direction, go to work. Or, yeah. And um, I had visual art and somewhat I was sensing when in and, and music, of course, you know, we, mm-hmm. we paid a lot of yeah. attention to the music. And yeah. I was calling uh, what I, you know, what I wanted in the moment to come into the into the projection and, and live. So that was a very wow. that was a that that was definitely an experience that I recall with great joy and um, yeah. and and I learned a lot and I, you know, I remember telling to my crew I said you know if if I should die, you need to take over. And this is what you need to do. So I, <laughs> I remember wow. saying, everybody, look, it's, you know, I don't know the beginning. It will come to me because this is something I do, you know, when I direct. I just trust that the best choice will come to me when I'm, un- when I'm unsure, when I'm unsure. Yeah. And then finally, the very person who mm, trusts me, trusted me at the time, had a young girl as a daughter. And I said, this is what's going to happen. You're going to just walk as a young child through this technology, this cellular phone concert that we made at the time, starting with and, and that too, yeah, and everybody looking into the bags, you know, what's going on. Yeah. And then the cellular phone becomes a symphony. And she was just simply walking through us to depict how, you know, young adults were, emerged into this you know into this, this culture yeah that was becoming yeah. more and more this you know <laughs> yeah and, uh, yeah and that's what it is now right yes exactly <laughs> Completely. So, yeah exactly yeah. that's what we became later on so it was definitely um a beautiful you know beautiful experience yeah. for me i was very grateful that i was given the trust to do that and i think everybody yeah. were end up being happy on what came out. Yeah, that was really awesome. I mean, I wish I was I wish I was there. Uh but in terms of um like wearing a lot of different hats, because you direct yeah. quite a bit too. I mean I saw um, you know, like for example, like for instance, Stay. I thought I mean that's a masterpiece. I oh, love that film. That's short. Thank you. Yeah. And also that speaking of music, I mean I think that uh that you have that Regina Spector song, mm-hmm. that lullaby. And I think that really helps you have that at the beginning and at the end. It helps kind of sandwich this interconnected you know all these people living in the same place and then speaking of that it goes back to that stir crazy thing of having those family being in a family and then having to be stuck during something like the pandemic where everyone's kind of just you know up each other's like business but in there they're actually you actually kind of find out how that actually helps them and you know being a family even though they're not related actually does help them kind of cope through these difficult situations i mean where did the idea because you wrote and directed that right so where did that kind of come from in terms of the the inspiration behind that yes the inspiration was it, it, it always connects a little bit with reconciling this differences that we 
which some of us may think we have, but at the end, you know. Um, so for me, that this this people living in it was a metaphor of the world, you know, the boundaries, you know, that uh, yeah, this is mine, this is yours, and don't cross this line because otherwise this becomes you're crossing the line into it. So I I know maybe it'd be a little bit utopia, but. Uh, She's not greedy. She's renting out for a very yeah. cheap price. And as you may have understood, she's not into, oh, I want to make money. But she's yeah, trying no. to create a family for her. And you can see it at the end, which is, you know, I know I touch too much. I, I, and so, <laughs> you know, I'm a little bit touchy, you know, which is also my experience yeah. as an Italian. I'm different, you know. Um, we, we come from different background. And, uh, but that film was shot in two days. Wow. So it was it was shot in my apartment. We had to mm. strike one room to be able to do the last scene and put everybody at the dinner. Uh, yeah. it, it, but it had a long development. And so, in fact, one of the lines, flag line, you know, can, one of the characters says, you know, can you imagine if we had to spend a thousand dollars instead of yeah. 400? Yeah, so yeah. the type exactly. Design, you know, it's like, let's try to... You, to, to not isolate too much ourselves, but trying to be okay with being close, you know, even though mm. there are differences and you can hear what happens because if we can manage being in, in this small space and still yeah. feel a sense of belonging and family, uh, then we're going to be okay. And that's yeah. what the, the character, main character is saying at the end. Thank you. Well, it's like uh, it's like when she uh, when she tells her you know her boyfriend that she's pregnant, and everyone hears like everyone in the kitchen hears that. Uh, it's speaking that it's like that close quarters thing, which is definitely um, definitely got to be a challenge. Has to be a challenge. But then also you shot. Um, I guess this this was during the pandemic, right? That thirty three breaths, that yes, kind that of single was take. Totally, totally during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> it was just yeah. me and a camera there. And the dog, because <laughs> she was like, yeah, so, yes, yeah. I mean, what? Uh, how is that? How did that experience compare? I mean, I guess you know a lot fewer actors, right? But yes. how did that? Um, yes. Did did some of what you learned on stay inform that experience, or was it something? Um, did it feel completely different? Yeah, you know, I felt it completely different. You know, I was elaborating a lot on how nature was was so much stronger than us. In some mm. ways, you know, uh, in, in in the sense that we all of a sudden are very, very vulnerable to something that could potentially kill us, you know. Mm. And, and so now we're here and we have to be with ourselves and understand what what is really true to ourselves and what is really important. And so... To me, there's these two worlds there. You have the, the worlds of, which was one of the biggest problems of the pandemic. You know, when people began not to breathe, that's where usually they're where they have to be brought to an hospital. And yeah, then, I was with a lot of those people, yeah. Uh, exactly. And then, yeah. and, and, and then there's the contrasting world of the, of the song, Dust of Stars. Right. Know, rain inside, inside exactly. us, you know, and so 
contradiction. I, I, I think the, for me it was about the contradiction also of this realities playing at the same time. Okay, I, I was very much aware of so much pain that was outside this space where I created this sanctuary of where where I feel safe and the paintings and and that horse by the way that horse was given to me by yeah. by Domenica Scorsese so there's a present oh, nice. so it was there you know and yeah. uh, and and the image of the history and Florence and the plants the the sprouts that's that's everything is 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 living and 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 growing and we as humans we're mm-hmm. we can be wiped out very easily <laughs> but oh yeah you know but uh, <laughs> but the plants will not hard to do yeah you know, and, and the trees <laughs> yeah. will stay you know and uh, yeah and, and so therefore that was kind of inspiring to me of uh, of, of of trying to it, it 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 really was a reflection of how I felt, and I think I felt both realities, both the reality of <sighs> I cannot mm-hmm. believe, and the reality of uh, of uh, of the poetry and the song. So yeah, it's uh, that's I guess can happen to all of us to feel several things at the same time. Yeah, no, definitely. As we kind of as we're talking about, you know, directing. I mean, when you Let's say on stay or, or something else that you've directed, when you um, are approaching talking to actors, because you obviously have a very strong you know, background, um, both as a student and then also as a professor and an acting teacher and coach. So does that does that kind of inform, you know, the, do you think of how you might play the role and kind of use those tactics or procedures on the uh, the cast? Or do you try to like tailor the process for each person? I think a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. I think you start, you know, I, I, I say always my student, your own understanding of human nature will determine how to you direct a scene. Because the, the better you understand people, the better you understand why they talk, the way they talk, the better you understand the script and what the author is trying to depict and why a character is talking in a certain way with no judgment, or why a character is stealing, or why a character has certain particular traits. And so a lot of the work that I do, I want to tell you a story that always resonates with me. You know, Matthew Modine mm. walks, yeah. into, walks into Stella Adler's studio, and she looks at him and says, hey, I'm not here to make you famous. I'm here to make you a human being. And mm. so, therefore, a lot of the work that we do, I think, con- it, it's definitely how to get to the human, you know. And Stanislavski himself said a beautiful thing, which is, you know, the father of realistic acting. He's the tree from all of these branches came about, you know, Strasberg, Meisner, Stella Adler. He said yeah. it himself, you know, talking about some time when actors try to be um looking at stereotypes or, you know, mm-hmm. this do it yeah. that way, you're that way. And, and he says, but right. it never occurred to you that if you were to come into, on, you know, on the stage bringing who you really are, 
that would be splendid because the human that you are is far more talented than the actor. Oh, wow. And so therefore I have to make sure, right, that um, even though through a story or through a character, uh, an actor is being able to communicate his own humanity and, um, and, and, and his own intimacy because mm-hmm. authentically, because what you love about a performance is that it can touch you on that level. Yeah. And so in order to touch you uh, on that level, the, the actor himself or self themselves are going through uh, an experience that becomes a creation for me. Like when I, when I played Greek Truth, I would never thought that I yeah. would start shaking into the mirror scene. Yeah. And then at one point I did, you know, it was just coming out of the moment and that's really magic. So how I work with each actor on a set or each student, it it really connects with how well I can understand their energy and their, their blockage eventually, if any, in sharing vulnerability and letting go. And that's why it's um, it's such a beautiful therapeutic process, which uh, that's the, yeah, it goes back to that healing quality yes, that we absolutely. were talking about. I, I would put acting into you know into the first year of school. You know, I, I would yeah. I would have people because it really um, creates the condition for great awareness and um, and it brings you into your body because if you're some you know and say okay uh, now let's um, Let's fall into this world. And I always say, if you go to the ocean, at the beginning it's very cold. But mm-hmm. if you stay in the ocean, after you a while, used you're it. used to it. And yeah. so in a way for me, building a character, it's a little bit of the same process. It takes a little extra time. <laughs> you know, in the ocean, maybe less time. But like, yeah. kind of like building that that world in such a way that you and the and the character's need becomes your need and you become one and you just um are able to let go and um yeah. and create you know so it's i mean i definitely i definitely see that in your work and then i mean you brought up modine who i think is incredible yeah. and also quite underrated i mean um for for Modine, uh, I mean, seeing him in Full Metal Jacket, but then also in Redeemer and all these other pictures. I mean, you kind of see that Stella Adler, that influence that you just described. But then for you yes. as a coach, because as a coach, I mean, you worked with um, you worked with Tony Danza, right? Yes. On that Don, that yes, Joseph actually, Levitt thing. Yes, we were with a coach, which was also my teachers, and mm-hmm. he, you know, I I basically was cast to be the actress to work with him as he was preparing the role. So it wasn't really my coaching, that particular project, but I was the actress that he worked with. And so that was a very interesting process for me to be part of those rehearsals and um, and see how the performances were maturing. And um, and so, yeah, it was definitely, um, it was definitely a, a very, um, a very interesting process for me to be part of that. And Tony is, is very funny and 
charming yeah. and um, you name it. You know, he's got all these beautiful qualities. So it was an honor for me to work with him, definitely. And Glenn, Glenn too. She's great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really I, I, so, I mean, I, I guess even, going, yeah, go on. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I know what you mean. No. Uh, so, but yeah, Tony's great on that. Definitely. So uh, as we kind of go to get to Hamlet, uh, mm. Hamlet Horatio, which I saw, I mean, I think that, uh, Again, like your performance as Gertrude is incredible. And I, I've obviously, I've definitely seen, I've seen Hamlet. I was in that, uh, in a play version when I was really young, uh, when I was in school of Hamlet. I, but I think seeing, um, the thing that differentiates, you know, um, your picture from, let's say, I don't know, the Ethan Hawke picture or other Hamlet um, productions that I've seen or, or films is that there seems to be this, um, one, this, acknowledgement of Horatio's influence um because I think he's he it's hard to say sometimes when I when I was watching that I mean is he is he kind of the guy that's grounding Hamlet's decisions or is he enabling him in a way it's it's a little bit it kind of is gray in your your piece but um your your work with with them in that production I mean what what led you to be in that um to want to be involved in that film I mean what stuck out to you in that it, the, the writer of the film is, is someone that I know. And, and I, you know, when I say drive and perseverance, it's very, very key to, to work and to stick yeah. around, you know, that's very, very important. And so I knew he was developing this project. And in this case, Gertrude was a European woman, you know, she's from Denmark. So I said, well, you know, when you're ready to audition, I would love to audition. And, uh, and, and basically, I, I had cultivated um, this possibility with the writer. And I went through one audition first, and he loved what I did. I, I kind of did yeah. get through it a little bit different than what, I had, you know, searched and studied and so forth, very naturally for me. And, and then I auditioned again for the director and, and the producer. And so I, I mm. went back and, and this, at this point I was auditioning with Hamlet. And, and it went well. It went well. The director looked at me and said, that was great. I said, now I want you to do her a little weaker. And I said, okay, no problem, mm. because, you know, I, I, I was doing it a little bit more. I was strong. Very Italian. Yeah, strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I did it. You know, it's, uh, just like, and it's funny if you know this in the film, he makes me drink at the beginning of the mirror yeah. scene. So he had this idea mm. of a decadent, a little old. Kind of boozy. boozy. A little older, yeah. you know. He lit me so that I can look, you know. Yeah. Very, you know, and, <laughs> and decadent, so it's fine. And 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 they cast me. They cast me that day. They cast me that day, and uh, and that was a be- another beautiful, beautiful project. I remember having the time to prepare, and um, I had the time to make my choices. And you know, it's interesting because when we actors work, and you know, we spend time preparing and as I was saying, getting into the world and understand where we are with it and where do we find it in us and how we do embody, embody, you know, completely that particular frame of behavior. You know, you're like, um, 
okay, you know, I, 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 then we get to the end and we think, oh, I have nothing. I don't know what I'm doing here. I have nothing. I don't know what I'm doing here. So you know, it <laughs> always happens before you go shoot. And the first oh, day yeah. I was shooting the mirror scene. So that was my first day of shooting <laughs> that scene, which is the hardest scene of yeah. the film. What I love the most about that project was how me and the director came out to a place of co-creating this, this character. Mm. As you said, he had this idea and then I had an idea, but it, but rather than in getting into a place where, well, I see her this way, you see her that way, what are we going to do? You know, it was just like, let's see, because to me, she was not guilty. She was not an accomplice. Yeah. And so there was some type of a misunderstanding in the scene that when Amulet talks about the two, I am taking it as if I did something horrible by getting exactly. this yeah this 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 soon okay and i understand why you're so upset with me but i never took on that i was a part of the the killing of my husband his father so therefore what came to life was more like the mother which Mm. which which to me was made, made sense in terms of also certain parts of me and and how i have that sometimes in relationship i i i can be a little bit motherly oh, or, really? you know have nurturing but it was all about um the the relationship with the mother and son yeah and um and 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 how i i see that he's losing it and my and i think that my love for for him came across pretty much uh, in the film, but yeah, I was I was very into trying to see where the connection in the moment with Amulet and together yeah. with the director would take us emotionally. And and the director told me, "I don't want you to cry. Do not mm. cry." And you can tell that I'm holding this cry yeah. throughout the scene. And then I remember at the end of the, the, the some of the takes, I broke into the last take. I broke into a big, big, big tear. In huh. tears, and, and he didn't edit that, so he wow. wanted this this I- I emotion kind of that was there, but it needed it didn't need to you know be released. And wow, so that's really it. good direction. That's yeah. incredible. I guess Paul yeah. Warner, right? He tried to yeah, that. Yeah, you're Paul telling Warner's you're basically so. telling the person to like because that's what we do in life. You want them to keep the lid on the pot, but then you're inside, right. you're exploding. Um, cause when we, when we go through pain, we're not, you know, like overtly crying all the time. We're trying to kind of hold it together, but him telling you that made you made that explosion so much more, uh, I guess, um, intrinsic yeah, and like part yeah, of you. Absolutely. It affected and, you. And, 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 and probably also connecting with the idea that he had of more, more repressed, of a repressed woman who was never trained to express herself emotionally and but i think that the emotions were there you know and regardless but they were more they were whole you know they were whole you know they were in and that's okay that's what he wanted Uh, i I was okay with it i think you can see it you can see it you can still feel it but he didn't edit yeah no it's great take yeah it was it it was beautiful. I was very, uh, you know, I was very concerned at the beginning. I said, oh, my God, because, you know, some of the first rehearsals that we did, he had me play Gertrude drunk. Oh, and wow. I said, I said, sure, no problem. 
all right, let's do drunk here, you know. I was like, <laughs> and everybody's laughing. And then I would come home and I said, oh, my God, I hope it doesn't make me do this because yeah. drunk, you know. Yeah. I was like, so, um, sorry, it turned out very, very well because I think we we both looked at each other and say, you know, this is a good direction. Let's let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in development, another project, mm-hmm. which is... Um, I wish I could act, I acted more, you know, but some, that's why I'm wearing all of these hats because if something doesn't happen on this side, then I continue to uh, find a way to express or to um, to keep furthering my own you know, artistic discourse in some ways. Um, and... Um, and so that's 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 a big that's not a, that's that's a short but I'm trying to develop a feature but again it's about it's about world peace mm. <laughs> oh wow that's a good a, topic another thing. yeah it's about world peace and so it's um it's kind of a uh, uh, magic realism maybe you know <laughs> yeah. it's kind of kind of that you know yeah, but, uh, yeah I'm working on it uh, it, there's still a lot to do, but uh, I hope I'll be able to shoot this in 2023. That's my nice. my hope. Um, but hey, hope, you, know, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen. We'll see what uh, life brings about. We're still into this uh, post-pandemic world. Yeah, it's still uh, affecting us a little bit, but. Mm, ultimately um, trying to go towards doing things that give me more joy that's for sure that's man great. well I, I can't wait to see all of those projects and um, you know again like really have always um, loved seeing you and love the stuff that you direct and write and think that yeah. like I, I kind of like seeing your um, you know your take on all these different issues that we talked about uh, and then also the the acting um, you know, being this like in, immense source of of wisdom that you've kind of gleaned from Meisner and then also just practically by doing it and by teaching it is so incredible. And I think um, definitely really necessary. So I appreciate all of that. And I really, uh, I really liked, um, you know, talking with you. And I hope one day we can, uh, you know, we'll meet in person. We'll have, we'll have some Italian, something Italian, some oh, coffee yeah, or something. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll do an acting class. And we'll yeah. Combine, uh, some acting therapy. therapy and exactly. Acting. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It will be nice. I would love yeah. that. In fact, I want to, I want to launch a acting for seniors, you know, okay. <laughs> type of uh, project, you know, to get everybody to connect. And that's, yeah, you know, and it's heal. been a pleasure. Yeah. And heal and heal. Yeah. Absolutely. No, thank you very much. I, you know, I, um, I tend to be a little bit shy sometimes about certain things. No. So I hope I was able to, <laughs> to be clear. And, yeah. um, and I, I was honored that you, um, that you had an interest in my work. No, of course. I, I and um and and so thank you for that very much